Letter on the Slave Trade This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Todd Cutler Letter on the Slave Trade by Benjamin Franklin Published under the pseudonym Historicus On the Slave Trade to the editor of the Federal Gazette, March twenty third, seventeen ninety. Sir, reading last night in your excellent paper the speech of Mr. Jackson in Congress against their meddling with the affair of slavery, or attempting to mend the condition of the slaves, it put me in mind of a similar one, made about one hundred years since, by Sidi Mehemet Ibrahim, a member of the Divan of Algiers which may be seen in Martin's account of his consulship, anno 1687. It was against granting the petition of the sect called Erica, or Purist, who prayed for the abolition of piracy and slavery as being unjust. Mr. Jackson does not quote it, perhaps he has not seen it. If, therefore, some of its reasonings are to be found in his eloquent speech, it may only show that men's interests and intellects operate, and are operated on with surprising similarity in all countries and climates when under similar circumstances the african speech as translated is as follows allah bismillah etc god is great and mohammed is his prophet have these erica considered the consequences of granting their petition if we cease our cruises against the Christians, how shall we be furnished with the commodities their countries produce, and which are so necessary for us? If we forbear to make slaves of their people, who in this hot climate are to cultivate our lands? Who are to perform the common labors of our city, and in our families? Must we not then be our own slaves? And is there not more compassion and more favor due to us as Mussulmen than to these Christian dogs? We have now about fifty thousand slaves in and near Algiers. This number, if not kept up by fresh supplies, will soon diminish and be gradually annihilated. If we then cease taking and plundering the infidel ships, and making slaves of the seamen and passengers, our lands will become of no value for want of cultivation. The rents of houses in the city will sink one half, and the revenues of government arising from its share of prizes be totally destroyed." And for what? To gratify the whims of a whimsical sect, who would have us not only forbear making more slaves, but even to manumit those we have? But who is to indemnify their masters for their loss? Will the state do it? Is our treasury sufficient? Will the Erica do it? Can they do it? Or would they, to do what they think justice to the slaves, do greater injustice to the owners? And if we set our slaves free, what is to be done with them? Few of them will return to their countries. They know too well the hardships they must there be subject to. They will not embrace our holy religion. They will not adopt our manners. Our people will not pollute themselves by intermarrying with them. Must we maintain them as beggars in our streets, or suffer our properties to be the prey of their pillage? For men long accustomed to slavery will not work for a livelihood when not compelled. And what is there so pitiable in their present condition? Were they not slaves in their own countries? Are not Spain, 
portugal france and the italian states governed by despots who hold all their subjects in slavery without exception even england treats its sailors as slaves for they are whenever the government pleases seized and confined in ships of war condemned not only to work but to fight for small wages or a mere subsistence, not better than our slaves are allowed by us is their condition then made worse by falling into our hands no they have only exchanged one slavery for another and i may say a better for here they are brought into a land where the sun of islamism gives forth its light and shines in full splendor and they have an opportunity of making themselves acquainted with the true doctrine and thereby saving their immortal souls those who would remain at home have not that happiness sending the slaves home then would be sending them out of light into darkness i repeat the question what is to be done with them i have heard it suggested that they may be planted in the wilderness where there is plenty of land for them to subsist on and where they may flourish as a free state but they are i doubt too little disposed to labor without compulsion as well as too ignorant to establish a good government and the wild arabs would soon molest and destroy or again enslave them while serving us we take care to provide them with everything and they are treated with humanity the laborers in their own country are as i am well informed worse fed lodged and clothed the condition of most of them is therefore already mended and requires no further improvement here their lives are in safety they are not liable to be impressed for soldiers or forced to cut one another's christian throats as in the war of their own countries if some of the religious mad bigots who now tease us with their silly petitions have in a fit of blind zeal freed their slaves it was not generosity it was not humanity that moved them to the action it was from the conscious burthen of a load of sins and hope from the supposed merits of so good a work to be excused damnation how grossly they are mistaken in imagining slavery to be disallowed by the alcoran are not the two precepts to quote no more masters treat your slaves with kindness slaves serve your masters with cheerfulness and fidelity clear proofs to the contrary nor can the plundering of infidels be in that sacred book forbidden since it is well known from it that god has given the world and all that it contains to his faithful mussulmen who are to enjoy it of right as fast as they conquer it let us then hear no more of this detestable proposition the manumission of christian slaves the adoption of which would by depreciating our lands and houses and thereby depriving so many good citizens of their properties create universal discontent and provoke insurrections to the endangering of government and producing general confusion i have therefore no doubt but this wise counsel will prefer the comfort and happiness of a whole nation of true believers to the whim of a few erica and dismiss their petition the result was as martin tells us that the divan came to this resolution the doctrine that plundering and enslaving the christians is unjust is at best problematic but that it is the interest of this state to continue the practice is clear therefore let the petition be rejected and it was rejected accordingly and since like motives are apt to produce in the minds of men like opinions and resolutions may we not mr brown venture to predict from this account that the petitions to the parliament of england for abolishing the slave trade to say nothing of other legislatures and the debates upon them will have a similar conclusion i am sir your constant reader and humble servant historicus
This has been a LibriVox recording.